That's always good when you start off with a laugh. Science, it's great. Pregnant, a uh, young girl, <laughs> teen, doesn't know how to tell her parents. <laughs> Movie freaks. Edward Furlong's in it, too. I am freaking hopeless. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that is guaranteed to prevent pregnancy. Because nobody gets laid listening to this shit. I am Eric Marner. <laughs> I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> and we have a slam-packed show. As always, uh, yeah, we didn't get uh, one out last week. We're both very busy kind of doing the uh, vacation stuff. But this is always... I, I, I was thought about it the other day. I think we tend to skip one late summer and usually one around Christmas. Yep. Uh, it's just so hard scheduling. And we have actual lives, so deal with it. Uh, but we have a lot of good stuff in store for this episode. Uh, roulette... A new uh, topic. I don't know if it'll become a full segment, but it'll at least be something interesting to chat on this show. And I have boatloads of recently watched. We'll probably only get to half of it, but that's okay. I can always save it for the next one. But yep. <laughs> without further ado, let's get on to the roulette where we force each other to watch movies so that you either get the opportunity to find those gems or can avoid them like the plague. Uh, and last episode, it was the Avenging Eagle up against Teeth. And you know what? I'll go ahead and go first. Okay. Because uh, this is a pretty easy review. Uh, I had said I thought I might own this movie, and I was going to go check against the physical. Um, I thought, you know what? I'll just hit play, see if I recognize it. You know, within the first 15 minutes, I was like, this is not the movie that I thought I own. So there was no point in going and digging it up. Uh, it's a Shaw Brothers movie. It's a old-school kung fu movie, and that's really all you need to know. It's balls-out awesome. I loved it from beginning to end. The HD on Netflix is astounding for a movie that old. Um, I had never seen it before. I mean, there isn't really much to say about that. If you know old-school kung fu, this, this, is, this is primo material right here. I would give this an easy eight and a half. Oh, nice. Uh, I, I totally dug it. Uh, and you will too, I yeah. guarantee you. It's it's high on my list. Is this? Um, I'm guessing this is in original uh, Mandarin or Cantonese. Yeah, I, I yeah, I believe I had to watch it subtitled. Yeah, as I recall, it's been yeah. two weeks now. But <laughs> which is uh, what, the cool thing about those is um, is either either the original language or the dubbed. They're both equally fun. Like the original language, it's it's like okay, that's it's more. You know, like a movie movie, but then the, the dubbed makes it more of a, you know... Cheap. Yeah, I, I tend to prefer the dubbed, just because it, it gives it that flavor. Uh, but on these Shaw Brothers ones, you're absolutely right. They're, they're such high quality. Yes, that you, exactly. It's almost better to have the, the subtitles, because you're, it really immerses you more into the film itself. Yep, agreed. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to... Uh, I, seriously, there's not much to say about this one. Total thumbs up. You'll definitely dig it. It was great. Uh, uh, teeth. Tell me about Teeth. Okay, well, here's the deal with Teeth. I did start watching it and realized you... that I did see it. I knew it. Yes. I knew it. <laughs> um, and having said that, I remember thinking it was, <laughs> which would explain why I didn't remember it until I started yeah. watching it. I'm like, oh, okay, the killer vagina thing, whatever. It has a couple cool scenes, but I remember I remember thinking, as with so many of these movies, like this would have made a great thirty-minute short movie, but not ninety minutes. Um, so, having said that, 
I watched another one. Um, and regretfully so. <laughs> oh, no. What was it? Uh, Deep in the Darkness. I think that was one I threw deep in the darkness. Yeah, you threw that that my way um, as well this past week. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I did. But was yeah, it yeah. Uh, was it the horror? Was it a horror movie just to appease you, or was it uh, a documentary of something I don't remember? No, it was a horror movie to appease me. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one here is interesting, uh, and it's terrible. It's a terrible movie. Um, <laughs> It's interesting and terrible. Yes. Terrible. <laughs> There's two reasons why I did not give this movie a no score. Um, first off, the photography, and as with so many of these new release movies, photography is fantastic, and it was shot very, very well. Um, and the second reason, and this is, honestly, this is a bit odd, but the lead actor, um, he looks like Jordi LaForge from, uh, <laughs> from, from, Star- <laughs> from Next Generation. I'm not sure who he is. But he's he's some black guy, and he was exceptionally good. Like I'm like, he's a good actor. Like he's he's pulling this off. Unfortunately, everything else in this movie is is so bad and so hammy, fake, cheap. Oh, uh, over the the plot is way too too. Um, I'm trying to think of the of the right words to say because it's it's that bad. Um, the, way too heavy of a plot for this for wooden high school quality acting, um, it, and I knew right away. I mean, I I knew in the first ten minutes. I'm like, here we go, here we go. Now we've got the, the shitty acting. Um, now that we've got past some good some good uh, cinematography and introducing the lead actor who's pretty good, I'm like now we're settling into your typical Netflix. Crap, and I literally yeah. I watched the whole thing. I'm still not 100 percent sure what the movie was about, but it was something about sacrificing an animal in this town in order to become a part of the town, maybe. And the this black dude's wife is pregnant, and something maybe I. <laughs> There's creatures somewhere in there too that are. It was terrible, terrible. Um, so anyway, well, thank you for diving on that grenade. There you I, go. I, at least if we couldn't, uh, come to terms on finding two gems, at least we gave you a good one and one to avoid. Yes. Uh, so in that way, the roulette, it was a success. Yes. Um, anything else for deep in the darkness? You're nope. ready to move on. Okay. It's funny. Next uh, t- Funny teeth. Teeth was about a, a killer vagina and deep in the darkness. That just sounds like it goes <laughs> hand in hand with that. Doesn't it? <laughs> Oh, insert uh, joke that gets us explicit tag immediately in pregnancy. I can already tell this shit spiraling out of control. Uh, But that's okay. I I can just tell I've I've been listening to way too much Kevin Smith podcasts lately that I'm like, oh, this is, yeah. Uh, I can hear it in your voice. You're like, I I know where you're going with that joke. (laughs) Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm gonna let that go. Okay, next round. Next round. I'm gonna move, push it forward past deep in the darkness, teeth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> you gave me uh, Staten Island Summer, which is a comedy with a bunch of SNL people, which I had heard of and um, 
on one of Kevin Smith's podcasts and was planning on adding anyway. Oh. Uh, Inner Demons, which is... Uh, oh, yes, that was the Netflix horror movie with uh, the dr- girl teenager. Uh, <laughs> Almost Mercy was multiple teenagers horror yes. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Living was... Hmm. I want another one that I was like, that's a UG movie. And <laughs> Teacher of the Year was another comedy that looked pretty funny. That's one of the guys from uh, Key and Peel. Yes. Is that what it is? Yes. yes. Which is very funny stuff, but also looks extremely direct video ish. So I opted for Staten Island Summer. There you go. Uh, which I've heard great things about and look forward to watching. A lot of comedy on there but that's say hey, you never know what you're gonna get especially when i was compiling your list once again it was like this is weird and i finally had to just stop putting documentaries on there because it's <laughs> yeah it's like sorry i gave you what three of the five were docs and i was like you know what i'm not gonna i shouldn't apologize for it because i know you and you'll like those yes uh, so yeah and i actually this time i tried to be i know i gave you some possibly junky horror but I'm like, ah, after my last two crappy horrors, I'm like, no, I'm going to throw honestly, a couple of these your way just in case. That's totally fine, and I actually was ready to dive back on the crappy horror grenade, except for the fact that they were all based around mopey teenagers. I was like, <laughs> like the one who's a teenager uh, going to college and can't deal with something and emotional issues, and no, <sighs> and then... <laughs> The next one was one committed suicide or they grew up together in bad childhoods. And no, <laughs> I just see where these are going. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so anyway, yeah. uh, yes, Staten Island summer. Uh, okay. w- uh, what did you pick of the wonderful, okay, so, amazing list I sent you? Well, um, I, I got to tell you, there was a pretty good spread, although I, I there was a couple documentaries, which is fine. But um, I like the fact that the every well, not only say everything I want to watch, but at least three of the five I definitely want to watch. Uh, first up is Kill Me Three Times, and that's Edgar Wright hitman-type movie. Um, looks I good. think it's a comedy thing. I yes. think it's kind of a comedy action. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up is Antarctic Edge, 70 Degrees South. Um, and I'm always a fan of that type of, you know, those uh, documentaries. Casting By, and that's the only one that I'm like, <laughs> that was about the longest shot on the list. But yeah. It, well, I, yeah, I'll let you go. Yeah. Uh, Joseph, and I could butcher this guy's name, but uh, Joseph uh, Fritzel? I think. Fritzel? That's what I would say. Fritzel. Yeah. Story of a Monster. Uh, and that's another documentary. And then Von Ryan's Express, which looks insanely cool. Uh, 1965, POW's... Uh, Probably too good to be true, especially Frank the... Sinatra. Yeah. But, 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 that one in casting by is your toss-up for the long yes. shot. <laughs> I mean, for me, uh, it's kind of down to Antarctic Edge because those are always interesting. That that type of movie, especially after that fantastic year in um, yes, uh, yes, you're you're on the ice or yeah, something. Oh, that was great. Um, but that kill me three times also seems interesting. Although Edgar Wright, he can star in some duds if it's not Star Trek or Mission Impossible or, you know, or... Or Edgar Wright. Or, yes. Uh, so, anyway, um, I think I'm going to pick Antarctic Edge, 70 Degrees South, because hour and 15 runtime, um, but more than likely, I'm also going to report back on Kill Me Three Times. Um, 
So. You might want to add that Joseph Fritzel one too. That was the one that I uh, I've been hearing the most about in the last couple of weeks. Oh really? And it's oh yeah, story of a monster. It's about uh, he keeps I I could be mixing up. There was a couple of them that were added, but uh, I believe this is the one where the guy keeps his daughter locked in his basement for twenty years and fathers several children with her and like crazy. Uh, real mm. crazy stuff. Story of a monster. Uh, <laughs> mm. uh, but anyway, that one I believe is getting pretty darn good reviews. At least I've been hearing a lot about okay. it. Okay. So I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that one. Well, in as much as you can, a yeah. horrible story like that. One thing with Netflix is as much for as much crappy action sci-fi horror that they throw, they throw up there, there is equal numbers of fantastic documentaries. Uh, it just seems like a dumping ground for great documentaries that normally probably wouldn't see the light of day. Um, Do you think that's because uh, it's so cheap to make a doc? I mean, there's two I, I would ways that you can them, cut yeah. your teeth on filmmaking is, is with a documentary or a horror movie. Yeah, it, yeah very, that's very seriously. Low there's, budget to produce. Yeah, there's tons of both of them on there. Um, yeah. and, and they both, any more newer, cheap horror movies, they, they look fantastic. I mean, this, this Darkness movie... It was shot great. You could just tell they used high-end equipment, but it wasn't good. Um, but at least with the documentaries, the new documentaries that you've mostly never heard of, or a lot of them you haven't, they they are very interesting. And that that one, that year on the ice or whatever, and the Damnation one, man, those were those were like to yeah. me that is like award-winning documentary stuff. There, I, I agree. So I even got my old man to watch both of those, and he gave him thumbs up on both. Yeah. Which, right. uh, he's usually my gauge, my balancing gauge for those kinds of things. Mm. If if he likes them, then yeah, they really must be. Uh, <laughs> um, something awesome. Okay, yes. are we ready to move on to our next segment? Which, uh, it's just a little interesting question I thought of. I don't know if we can carry it as a full segment all the time. But the way that we come up with segments and drop them, who cares? Yeah. So welcome to our new segment. Cinema of the future. <laughs> That's right. Cinema of the future, where we were going to uh, come up with ideas and debate what could be the future of cinema and see where it leads us. Clint will be so impressed uh, with that with that high-tech um, sound effect that we did there. Oh, yes. It's, the it's, ma- it's, it's magical. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the challenge was bring a concept that you think might be laughable, but could argue could actually be the future of cinema. Do you want to go first, or should I? Uh, you know, you're, this is your brainchild, so I'd like to hear okay. your because I have I have one festering, smoldering, and and decaying in my my brain hole. So <laughs> I'll let you go. I'll let you go first. All right, now. Uh, I've thought of a few, but the first one here I thought was the funniest and one that I could make a good argument for, and that is that in the cinema of the future, theaters will have locker rooms. Why, you might ask? One of two reasons. You're going to go to the cinema, you're going to buy a ticket, you're either you're going to go into the locker room and you're going to change. This will be standard practice, everybody will be used to it, won't be an odd thing at all. You're either going to change into one of two things. One, a plate suit. It's a suit uh, covered in sensors. 
so that right. when you go into the theater, you can sit down and you can plug your plate suit into the seat, and it will have. <laughs> I don't want my I don't want my cheese puffs to get moldy and, and old and stale. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, oh God! Well, we got a new. Another, make a note for the open of the next open. Cheese puff stale. <laughs> I'm glad my concept has grasped you. So. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Anyway, you'll wear a full sensor suit. That. Are you done? <laughs> you got that look. You got that look like, oh, wait, I'll wait, Tweezers. Oh, I've moved on to my, my little uh, my little gummy snacks now. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> okay, back to yes, you. Yes, you'll have a full... Uh... <laughs> Damn, oh, the wheel, the wheel, the official... Oh, that's all right. Who cares? You'll wear a full plate suit that you'll plug in by your chair so that you can... Uh, it'll be a, an interactive experience. Uh, mm. I, and I, the reason I thought of this was when I went and saw Wizard of Oz in 4D, and it was like a, a truncated 30-minute version where uh, whenever the witch shows up with the bubbles, then they would blow bubbles out into the crowd. Or oh. uh, whenever they got spritzed with water, they would ha- in the back of the chair it would spritz a little bit of water on your neck or something like that. Uh, they called it 4D, uh, but they also flooded the area with smell, a sense, a scent. Mm-hmm. You know, like they walk into the field of flowers, suddenly you smell flowers. I could see them taking that to the next level eventually. Uh, so, yes, either the plate suit where you will feel pressures and get senses uh, amplified right in your face, or you will change into a bathing suit because they will be splashing you and it'll be like Mr. Toad's, I don't know, it'll be a wild ride. You know what I mean? Okay. Like you go on a Disney World where you go down the chute and get splashed with water. Yeah. Imagine watching Titanic, and they're throwing water at you the whole time. And then at the end of the movie, you go back into the locker room, changing your clothes, on with your date. This will become a normal thing. Now, whether it'll be the plate suit, uh, or the... I think more likely it would become the bathing suit. Uh, And if you think that that's funny, or ridiculous, just, uh, you know... What if I told you several years ago, oh, they're going to have 3D and make you pay three extra bucks for every movie to get a brand new set of glasses that are clear for you to look through and see the 3D. Ha, ha, ha. No, they're not. <laughs> any way they can make a buck, my friend. Any yes. way they can make a buck. Yeah. And if it's throwing water on you or whatever, we already have the theaters down in um, <clears throat> down in Easton where the, the smaller IMAXs, they're yeah. part of the IMAX label, but where you can sit and uh, at your table and press a button and they'll bring you a wait waiter will come to your specific spot during the movie and bring you beers and food and anything you want they actually are doing that right now at easton that was uh two years ago that we went wasn't it that me and lauren went and saw raiders of the lost ark down there and it was in we didn't get to the early time which i thought i was going for the big imax yeah. uh, but we went to the later time which was like a regular movie theater except you got these big lazy boy type seats and each seat had a button. And at any time you wanted, you could press that button and a waiter would come to you and you could get beer or mixed drinks. They had a whole menu of food. They had a lot of low light in there. And then you could pull up this little side table thing to sit down so you could eat wings or beer or whatever. And it was a more expensive ticket, obviously. Yeah. I think the matinee was uh, <laughs> was like $14. But wow. I got to drink drink beer in the theater while I was watching Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is awesome. That's cool, yeah. For, that's, yeah, that, 
what's interesting is that they are continually trying new things, and I think some of the things I don't, I don't think they're going to work. Um, I don't think that Peter Jackson's forty-eight frames. Uh, yeah, thing, I, I and I understand why he's trying that, but I don't know if that's going to stick. Dolby Atmos is another thing that's like, oh, we're going to have sound coming down from the ceilings on you. How do you like that? Uh, but who knows what the next five years is going to, you know, ten years is going to bring. I, my thing, and this is probably going to happen. I mean, this is not too far-fetched. Uh, but I, metal detectors uh, and, and high-end security systems at these theaters, I'm, I'm 99% sure that that's heading our way. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, what would be cool is if they would just not even worry about that, but every theater would have their very own RoboCop. Um, <laughs> or, or Ed 209. Ed 209, that's <laughs> yes. what we need. Drop it. Hold on, I'm going to get you some Ed 209. Okay, uh, but... <laughs> yes, uh, I guess I should mention, too, that um, uh, wife and I went and saw a movie this past weekend, and the... Uh, as we were going in, um, this actually is one of the reasons that made me think of this idea. But uh, as we were going in, they tore our tickets. You know, you go in, you buy your tickets at the popcorn counter, uh, then you go to the next station before they let you into the theater, and some kid get, tears your tickets and tells you left theater 15 or right theater 4. And as we were going in, that kid took our tickets, told us which way, and then was like, hey, I need to see inside your purse. And it this all happened so fast. I didn't have a chance to think about it uh, because I, I, I just was like, what? And my wife has a small purse. She does not have a gigantic purse. Okay. It's just yeah. a small, normal purse. So she's like, Oh, okay. And opened it up and he just peeked inside and that was that. And I'm thinking, Oh, he must be looking for candy or food. Right. Uh, and then she, it was her idea later. She said, no, they were probably, it was probably a safety issue. She that really irritated her, um, and at first I was like, "Well, what's a big deal?" You know. But the more I thought about it, it, was like, "She's absolutely right." Um, one, if that is your idea of safety, you're a moron, uh, because this pimply kid uh, was not protecting anybody from anything whatsoever. Uh, my wife could have taken him out, and she's five three. Yeah. Uh, what, what? Like, I, I, yeah, I'm going to go on a killing spree. I keep my guns in my wife's little tiny purse. Yeah. Uh, secondly, didn't say shit to me, and I have a concealed carry. I legally can carry a firearm, even though I never have. I have the ability to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Didn't say one word to me. And it's just, again, yeah. it happened so fast, I didn't have a chance to think about it. And I told her, uh, you know, uh, that won't be happening again. If they want to they want to do safety. I'm all for being safe. You want to do metal detectors. I'm yeah. so that that's fine. You know, go ahead. But there was nothing anywhere that says we're going to look in your personal shit, especially by some unqualified 15 year old pimply yes. kid who yeah. what maybe watched a safety video. That's fake safety garbage. And it doesn't float with me. Yeah. Either, either do it or don't. So and what do you, you what need, do you think about like a metal detector type thing like, like something? Oh, like it's the, totally going to go that way. I completely agree. Eventually, it, it, why, they do it at every concert. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? You know, why wouldn't they do that for going in the theater? Now that that's where the jackasses are attacking. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, I guess you know it makes sense in our society now, which really sucks. That's the last thing I want to have to deal with is more of that 
privacy invasion, but at the same time, what are you going to do? You get into that really gray area of uh, V for Vendetta. Suddenly we're giving them all the power to look into everything. But if you don't, then you got jackasses shooting crap up. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And I don't, I, I, what's the solution to that? I don't know. I yeah. know. Everybody says more gun control. And it's like, well, then I see the, both sides of that argument. Yeah. Cause yeah, more gun control all on that just keep, keeps it out of the hands of the legal people. Yeah. On the flip side, do you want a shoot a shootout at the OK Corral in a darkened movie theater where you it's 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 a no win. It's you know, no I, win. There's no way to win. You know? Yeah. So what I happened, don't know what happened to the good old days of of you and I sitting in a the theater by ourselves and you smoking in the theater and then I think maybe peeing in the corner. Was that you? Did you do that? Or? Uh, yeah, but not with you. That was okay. with somebody. <laughs> That was with the Chad. Okay, okay it was uh, City oh, and of he, God. We, yeah. we were throwing change at the screen. It was oh, that was a nightmare. But uh-huh. uh, <laughs> seriously, I not only am I now for metal detectors, I am now for breathalyzers. You got to keep assholes like me out of the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> after uh, that was after many margaritas at a <laughs> triple oh, M. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> oh God, did we hate that movie? Uh, and there was nobody else in the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at City God, we just smoked in the theater and uh, we're taking shots off a flask and having a good old time. I don't know what the why people are shooting that up, except that maybe it's the last unchecked thing. I guess there's there's nobody, mm-hmm. there's no metal detectors there, and eventually it's going to happen. What are you going to do? Agreed. So, <sighs> such anyway. is our world. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, but what do you think about like uh, the possibility of at some point or another? Uh, theaters trying to do something to where it almost, and this might be out there, but like uh, almost feels like you're not in a theater, but you're actually immersed in the movie. I'm not sure how you would do it. Like, a, I know that there is those those screens that are like 360. But that like, was a, another one of the ideas I had written down was a full 360 theater. Um, they'll be doing more of that. And I, I don't know if they'll go full 360 theater or where... It's not only all the way around you, but above you and below you. And at that point, you might as well just do the hologram thing where it just projects that instead of yes. having an actual screen and trying to develop a camera that shoots that way. Yeah. But you never you never know. Maybe eventually the it'll be your camera will be a ball on a stick and you just stick it in the ground and then that camera somehow shoots yeah. everything around it and then yeah. that's what's projected. Uh yeah. the, which which is the, which comes first, that or hologram? But can you just imagine something like that with a movie like Interstellar, to where you're watching it in a screen like that, and then your seat like will at certain points like tilt back or like you know go like so you're almost laying down and then back up and spinning around like almost like yep. the, the the seat is spinning around. To I would pay twenty bucks a ticket to see something like that. Well, they already <laughs> have they have simulated rides like that at Disney World where you get into yes. that spacecraft and do that that kind of uh, gyroscope thing and i love it those things were amazing even if it was a crappy movie you're like i don't care it felt real it felt great yes Uh, (laughs) so of course they'll i don't know if they'll do the whole gimbal gyro thing just yet because that would be so expensive uh but i could see them definitely going the cheapest 4d route they can where they're like that wizard of oz thing i saw where the seat in front of you has a a little tiny squirt nozzle and squirts a little squirt of water on you. And yes, <laughs> $25 a ticket, please for a matinee. Yes. Come on in. Uh, 
but you know they're gonna try all this stuff, and if people will pay for it, they're gonna they're gonna do it. Yeah, and you know as long as there's quality cinema like the newest Mission Impossible that is not in 3D and it's just a damn good movie, people are gonna go and watch it on a regular 2D screen uh, just to enjoy the movie. <laughs> I, <laughs> I agree. Obviously, we're talking about things we might not even see in our lifetime, but yeah. you know. We do know they'll do anything for a buck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, do you have anything else to add to either of those? Nope. In that case, that will wrap up this episode of... Cinema of the Future. <laughs> I made the sound effect, damn it. You're going to listen to it. <laughs> As I pour myself another drink. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Let's get on to recently watched... And oh wow, it's loud loud drink you're pouring. Oh yes, it's yeah, it's okay. water bottle. <laughs> well, I'm Go just on. taking my cues from from the clicking of the lighter and the coughing and the giggling and the. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <sighs> no, really. Go on. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you think uh, recently watched so. I've got a hell of a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay. Do you? Where are you at? Do you have a lot, little, medium? What do you? What do you got? Um, well, if you got little, then I'll go ahead and go. Well, I've got one that I, I want to just let's get this one out of the way because uh, oh, I am yeah. dying to talk about this movie. That usually uh, means it's something I recommended and you hate it. No, 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 no. We've already discussed this a little bit through text and okay. on, on Facebook a little bit, but I, I've got to. Uh, I've got to talk about it a little bit, and that would be the Fantastic Four remake, which, of course, ties in with the Kevin Smith podcast that I've been listening to. Um, Fat Man on Batman, is that what it's called? Yes. Okay. Um, Which, by the way, um, so how many podcasts does this man have? Is there three or four? Oh, he has some that he's abandoned. I mean, dozens. He has a whole network if you go to his, his... actual website he has a bunch that he hosts he's not on every single one of them uh he has some that he started and he only does one every six months because it's very specific okay. uh, and then he's got others that he does weekly he's trying to set up a whole one every day kind of thing um and then he has some that are like hollywood babylon where it's a live show and that's how you get money you know you sell oh, tickets yeah that's Which why is the one that Bab- I, I started listening yeah. to that today most of most of those are are live shows, and that's so that you know you can sell money and or sell tickets and make money, and you know he's trying to make a living doing this. <laughs> wow! Uh, and just occasionally, so he can do more independent film. Yeah. And well, all the haters out there go, no, he does that so that he can survive because he can't be a filmmaker anymore. What? Or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I I'm fascinated. I am I am fascinated by this whole Fantastic Four uh, mess. Uh, Me too. Especially listening to, uh, there, there was no chance I was going to see this movie in the theater because of, of just how venomous the reviews and the online community has been to this movie. And lucky for me, I listened to the first three hour and a half long segments on Fat Man Batman with the director jo- Josh Trank, who also directed the phenomenal Chronicle. And uh, because of that... Okay, now wait. Pause a sec. I'm going to interrupt you for just a minute. Sure. Because uh, I don't know what your review is going to be of 
the Fantastic Four movie. But uh, I have listened to those first three parts of this four-part mm-hmm. saga as well. And um, he is a very affable person. He is a very... He seems very reasonable and calm, and it seems like all... My take is that all of the uh, vitriol he has been receiving has been wildly undeserved. Again, I haven't seen the movie, so I would like you to... (laughs) When you review this movie, I would like you to be completely honest Mm -hmm. in reviewing the movie. I don't want you to put your review of Trank into the movie. Gotcha. You can only you don't you we don't know how much of Trank is in the final product, so I want you to review the movie honestly. Okay, it, it is what it is. Yes, gotcha. No, that no, okay. that's good. Does that um, make sense? Yes, it does. And I, okay. I I will admit I went in thinking this movie is going to suck. Um, I, that's how I went into the movie, and I left um, I left pleasantly surprised let down yes because i see what could have been um however this is not near as bad as the reviews are making it out to be new um there is uh, just like on the on the podcast there is a kernel of a fan no pun intended fantastic idea in there (laughs) to do a, a body horror type i don't want to say anti-marvel because this is a marvel this is a Marvel. No, comic. that that description kind of fits. I get what you're saying with that. Yeah, this is not this is not Avengers and that whole world, es- especially in the wake of the Ant Man, which has been described as very candy coated. It is yes, and this is not that, and this is the opposite of what the Fantastic Four movies were back in 2005 and 2007. Um, I I give it a thumbs up. I enjoyed it. Um, however. Uh, I have listened to the pod show, and you can tell, you can tell if you're any sort of a movie watcher, you can tell when things went awry with this movie, and that would be at the scene where screen goes blank one year later. I'm just oh wow, and and you're like what? And my wife looked over at me, and she was like what? And I'm like well okay, and I'm like oh. So, what happened to the middle section of the movie? There is there is no middle section of the movie. It's talked about over a couple minutes, um, but someone shored up this movie to it's not near long enough, not near. And I, I I've heard numerous things that action scenes were cut. I've heard that um, they want to do away with the body horror type thing and go more. Marvel action, which which is the last part of the movie, and for what it is, honestly, and a lot of people are saying it was terrible. No, it wasn't. I I dug the the ending. I thought it was a cool big battle, but it did not match the first part of the movie. Uh, but this director is getting eviscerated online, and I don't know why. I uh, I think that there's a a great idea in there, and I think that this is an Alien Three all over again. That Fox went in and decided we don't like the direction of this, so we are going to mess with this and tinker with it, and this is what happens. You have a movie that gets that they don't screen for critics, that everyone's disavowed and is flopping. And it's unfortunate because there is a good movie in here, I think. There's a good movie in here. Uh, I did hear that uh, Trank's original... Uh, he didn't want... I, mean, I don't have her name pulled up, but I don't believe that he wanted uh, the, the female 
actress. I don't think that that was who he wanted. Right, uh, he sure sure seemed like he wanted her on the podcast. Yeah, but I again, there's all sorts of online rhetoric going on. Um, and the, and the, the some of the rumors I've heard against Trank online have been so malicious and bizarre. Yes, and, and unfounded, and just like you can tell when somebody's, especially if you're one of us one of the movie freaks and you've watched a lot of behind the scenes stuff or listened to nothing but movie podcasts. You can tell when somebody's bullshitting. You can tell when somebody's Hollywood lying and listening to him. It's like, does I mean, he debunked a couple of rumors in in part three, uh, but they're just now getting to the fantastic four, uh, making of stuff. And he laughed at them. And it was a genuine kind of way where it was like, either he's the greatest actor in the world or yeah. that's complete internet rumor, and it feels like that's complete internet rumor, um, with a lot of this stuff, and especially with some of the some of the the rumors coming at him out of this are just so bizarre. Does he seem yes. like the kind of guy that's drunk and on drugs and refuses to talk to no. actors? And no, he, he does doesn't... not seem like that at all. Yeah. At all. That's um, that's somebody that's a twenty year veteran that just decides they're not going to take your shit in like Cronenberg. I could see Cronenberg suddenly just going, "Nah, f you, I'm not going to do this anymore." Yes, uh, I don't see him doing that. It just doesn't. It seems so out of character. Yes, uh, I again, just think that he was a novice director, and they thought they could push him around, and he is the David Fincher type, to where he's like, "Nope." Um, but they took the. From what I hear, they take the, they took the movie away from him, and it shows. The final product definitely shows, and it sucks because there is so much good. St- there are so many good ideas in there. I honestly, I'm cool with get, giving them, getting away from that. That their spandexy Fantastic Four outfits and doing that's ridiculous. Uh, you know, uh, and, I agree. <laughs> I no, I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so anyway, I, but I, I'm very very curious if we will ever see. Uh, Trank's version of this movie, and here's the here's the thing that I think if Fox would be smart, because there is so much online chatter about this, and it's bombing so so big, the best thing they could do is actually bring him back into the fold and say, you know what, for the Blu-ray and the video on demand release, this baby's yours. We're gonna have the theatrical cut, but then you have your version that would sell like hotcakes. I yes, I it- can't imagine it wouldn't. I completely agree. That would be a brilliant move, and 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 all of the haters and all the nerds would run by it just to review yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they will never do that. <laughs> They'll never do that. Yeah. At the very most, they may have an un you know extended cut with three or four minutes worth of which there there will they'll, they'll hire some schlub to try and re envision what Trank wanted to envision, and it will be a mess. Yes. Uh, it might be. It would probably be something where you're like, that's slightly better. <laughs> yes, but but there's scenes in the trailer that are like the big scene with uh, with thing falling from the sky, um, nowhere to be seen in the movie. No, I good... read a good article today where they broke down how half the trailer is not in the movie. It's not. It's that it's was not. one of the coolest things in the trailer. That's it was great. Even that, uh, that's not in the movie. No, that's cut from the movie. Um, so there is large sections of this movie I think that was that w- was cut out and. At an hour and 40 minutes, and obviously five minutes of that at least is end credits, it, with what they set up, with what he set up in the first half, and it feels like the first half is his movie, or at least some of it is, it, it needed way more breathing room. At least 30 minutes, in my opinion. At least. Wow. So, anyway, it was... Um, I still give it a thumbs up because I enjoyed it for what it was, and I think that 
Um, there is a good movie in there. It's just someone got their hands on it that, that had it out for this guy or someone just didn't like his vision and thought, no, we want to try to compete with... with uh, Marvel. Marvel, yeah. and this is what happened. It exploded in their face. So, anyway. And the whole thing with the whole, oh, a black actor can't be Johnny Storm, whatever. Give me a break. Yes, he can. That is the dumbest argument. Anybody that even starts down that road, I'm like, well, I disqualify every opinion you have. I have nothing to say to you. Uh, yes. <laughs> he wasn't black in the comic books. Who cares? He I, I, he did fine. I, I liked all of the characters um, much more so than than the uh, 2005 Tim Story ones. Yeah. So, anyway. And, of course, uh, uh, Doom is played by the kick-ass actor from Rock and Roll. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, and that's another thing is people complain about him. His his get-up was goofy, but I kind of dug it in a very weird sort of way. Like, the head was a little too big, but it was almost... I kind of dug it because it was just odd and different and more... Still trying to go for that body horror type thing, maybe where it's like, what? That's that's weird. And there was a scene uh, where uh, where Reed, it, when he first realizes he's Mister Flexible Guy now, um, and we see him sprawled out on an operating table type thing, uh, mm-hmm. and his limbs are all, and it was really weird and kind of gross. Not like not like the two thousand five version where yeah, it's, where it's you know, like oh, cool and rubbery. neat. Yeah. This wasn't cool. Or this was this was not neat. It was kind of gross, and I liked that. And they, they could have done so much with this. Um, anyway, that's and of course the whole it's it's clobbering time. Guaranteed that was not uh, in Trank's version because that felt stupid and lame and tacked on at the very end with the thing. You know, it's clobbering time. I'm like, what? That was dumb. That didn't fit. That didn't fit. They should yeah. have. So anyway. Anyway, there's. This, I'll definitely, but, I'll definitely hit it up in the dollar theater, but I'm probably not going to make it to the first run for that. It's, I, hey, I'm I've all taken, for. Yeah. I, I take Trank's side in this all the way. I do too. Oh, I, I, so. I totally do too. So I, I've taken way too much time, but I, that's one that I wanted no, no, to. It's fine. Before we ran out of time, that's one that I thought would make for good conversation and uh, uh, judge for yourselves. I guess go see it uh, or not, but read up on it. Um, but. I think that that director is being thrown under the bus. I really do. I do too. And keep in mind that uh, producers are not directors. So when they start kicking directors off of films and taking over, you can't blame the director for the outcome. That's the number one thing that I keep taking from this or trying to explain to people. Because they're like, oh, F. Trank, this is god-awful. I always knew it. And Marvel fanboy is, of course... Oh, yes. Over the hill celebrating. This is great. Finally, they have to give the rights back. No, they don't have to do shit. Yeah. Uh, that makes me so mad. Every time I see that, I'm like, you moron. Just because they did that with, like, Daredevil and stuff means nothing. Uh, they can just keep right on making crappy movies as long as they want. Yeah. So. Uh, and it's, you know, where I think people are starting to get smart to Marvel as well with their um, uh, cookie-cutter output. Especially in the wake of Avengers 2 and some of the Joss Whedon's comments and uh, the debacle with Ant-Man, you know, with, with directors there. And, and the, eh, I think people yeah. are starting to catch on to, you know, all these movies are kind of the same. Yeah. And it's, it's not so bad to maybe have them be a little dark here and there. And that's what, what this one was. And so anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. That's fine. Okay. Uh, over on my side, I, I you know, I got a couple here that I should just breeze over. 
um, because we've talked about them before and they're kind of older. Uh, John Wick action movie, Keanu Reeves. I finally mm-hmm. got around to watching that one. Thank you, library. Uh, definite thumbs up. Totally kicked ass. And it made me... Uh, one comment I did have on that... Uh, how did I word it? Damn it. I worded it so brilliant the other day. Mm, Keanu Reeves was part of changing the landscape of action uh, with in the 90s with uh, Point Break. He changed it from all muscle-bound 80s commando Schwarzenegger and Stallone to... Oh, now it can be kind of just a normal person and a great story will really sell it. Uh, He also was a huge part of shifting the action genre yet again in 1999 with The Matrix. And I would go so far as to say he's revolutionized it yet again for this generation. Hmm. Or this century with John Wick. So, if you are working on an action movie, either hire Keanu Reeves... Or make a uh, write a good enough story that he wants to be involved in your project, and then you know it will be a successful <laughs> venture. <laughs> if he says no, maybe pass on it or do another rewrite. Uh, okay, next, Inbetweeners two thumbs up. You know it, you've seen it. You know anything about the Inbetweeners and the movies? You're good. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because you either know or you don't. Yeah. Um, let me see what else. Uh, Argo. I finally watched Argo, and Argo, yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, great movie. And I loved how deep it got into Hollywood. If you haven't seen uh, Ooh, The Player. The Player. Have you seen The Player from the 90s? Tim Robbins? No, I have not. <laughs> oh, no, it's all right. It's, it's underseen. Uh, give that one a spin sometime. That's a good flick. And okay. dives into Hollywood behind-the-scenes stuff as well. Um, everything else. Uh, lastly, I'll tag on there Jupiter Ascending. Rewatch, first rewatch since the theater. Um, I stand behind my love of that film. If you're a sci fi dork and you go along with it, you will probably come out positive on it. If you're one of those people that are. Why are his ears pointy? Why is she dressed like that? Why is her hair goofy? You start going down that road, you are screwed. You will hate this movie. Does it feel like it was cut up a lot? Because that's something that I had been reading too, that there was, it should be longer and it's already a long movie, or does it feel just right? Like, does no, it, feel it, feels, like... it feels just right to me. Oh, and it's, okay. and it's, it might be a little long, but it feels just right to me. Uh, again, read up on, uh, what a night, what a day, uh, read up on, hmm, Terry Gilliam's Brazil. If you haven't seen Brazil, which is a checklist film, I am one of the very few people who don't like it. It's a, it's a criterion film. I didn't care for the movie. It's meh to me, but, uh, that's considered a hallmark of science fiction and it's all about, uh, government, taking over and you got to fill out too much paperwork for to do anything you you got to get your toilet fixed by a plumber you got to go fill out this paper and go stand on that line and fill out this paper and go stand what is that called the, the, the freaking <sighs> and this is why nobody gets laid listening to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh, unless you have buried teeth deep in the darkness I guess. <laughs> oh 
I think I get what you're saying, though. I think I, I get what it. is that word? It's a it's a political term. Uh, right now, two thirds of our audience is screaming at the radio. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Maybe I'll cut all that out. Anyway, uh, if you haven't read up on or you don't know anything about Terry Gilliam's Brazil, at least go read up on the Wikipedia. I would encourage you to watch the movie first. And it, if you're not going to do that, then at least go read up on it on uh, Wikipedia. Read the whole plot, whatever. You're not spoiling anything. Was uh, it Dinotopia or something? Or uh, no, 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 no. It's it's it's. The, 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 damn it! Ah. <laughs> ah, mate, don't forget that. I can't think of the word. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's right there. It's right there. Oh, son of a bitch! Oh. <laughs> Okay, so Jupiter Ascending was good. Here's the reason that I say that, okay? There's one scene, like two-thirds of the way through, that is a complete homage to that movie. And at the very end of it, Terry Gilliam has a cameo as the last guy stamping papers. And if, if you are unfamiliar with that movie or its plot or its context, whatever, you'll just be like, why is there this weird derail into all of this kind of political bullshit nonsense? And then there's this strange guy at the end, like, I feel like I should know, but I don't know. That's okay. why. And okay. so if, it, it, like, I'm shit-eating grin giggling all the way through that movie. Even though I don't care for Brazil, I still very much enjoy that part of the movie. And yeah. it also plays into uh, a bigger part of the concept of the movie that humans are everywhere. They were not born on Earth. That I don't want to give away the twists of the movie, but you know they're everywhere, and uh, as humans have evolved, we all evolve exactly the same, and we have the same political bullshit on every planet and every solar system and every galaxy that we have here on Earth. Um, and that I, was important for me buying into the story and the plot of the movie. Now, again, if you haven't seen Brazil, you'll just be like, this is a weird derail in the middle of the movie. But at any okay. rate, you should... It's a checklist film. You should at least watch it once. Yeah. Maybe you you'll love that, it. I'm the only person that doesn't. So, Do you think that this is one that uh, obviously it did not do good at the box office, uh, and that goes along with Cloud Atlas and Speed Racer... So they've they're they're coming off of a string of good but not successful movies. I wonder at what point our studio is going to quit giving them these gigantic budgets. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we got to take a little break. I got to take care of the kids for a minute. Okay, I'm gonna keep recording. Them, just, right? What? Keep recording though. Yeah, just let the recording go. But I'll be back in a sec. Okay. One uh, five minutes tops. Okay. Fifteen minutes later. We're done. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're done. Just so you know. Oh. So the they're, show they're, is done. Yeah, the show's done. We'll, we'll, this is part one. We'll do a part two. Stay tuned for the exciting conclusion of this amazing episode. Where will Eugene get to review more than one movie? Will Eric finish his defense of a movie everyone else thinks is bad? We will not know until the next episode. One. <laughs> Three. <laughs>
five, I guess. <laughs> oh, here we go. Mother of God. It's going to be one of those. I just know it. Okay.